get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. We are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line as we do each and every Friday to be joined by former NHL goalie, now NHL analyst for the Daily Faceoff. He is Mike McKenna joining the show. Mike, I'm assuming you've already been out on the ice. You've already had your morning coffee. You've already basically had your entire day done as it is 1145 in the morning. How are you doing today, my man? Well, I wish I could say I have everything done. I'm still doing homework at this point. It feels like the homework never ends for an NHL analyst, but I've chosen that job. I already knocked out one piece for today. My goaltending matchup of the day, which I'm in a little tip here. It's going to be Capo Kakinen and Craig Anderson going head-to-head for the Wild and Sabres. I think that'll be an interesting one. So that's done. And then later today, uh, I got a little bit of time on SiriusXM to take care of. So it is a busy day. A very, very busy day for me, but I can't wait for 5 o'clock at night. <laughs> I was going to say, there's nothing wrong for busy days, Mike. That's how, that's how you just go, especially at this time of the year, right? This time of the year, give me two sides of this because you've been a analyst for a team. You've been a player for an NHL team. What is 17 days away from a trade deadline like for, for guys around a roster? I don't think at this stage of the game, two weeks out, it really sinks in. Because think of the number of trades that have taken place so far leading up to trade deadline. Tyler Toffoli, okay, there's one, right? And there's not many more than that that have happened. Okay, there's been some minor deals left all over the place. But I I think for us, we don't really start to get into the mindset of being traded or having that possibility really until about the week leading up to trade deadline, when everything starts to get moving three or four days out and you start to see deals happen, which of course is something of a false sense of security because these deals can happen at any point. You know, I, I thought that the Toffoli deal especially would kind of get the market moving and it didn't prove to do that just yet. So um, it, it's kind of that wait and see game. You know what's possible. You know if you're on the trade block, but there's really just the the aspect of it that anybody can get traded unless you have a ton of of protection in your contract. So um, from the player side, you're not thinking about it, but from the analyst side, Holy cow. We've been talking about trade deadline now for three months. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's totally different. Everything is fixated on the standings and trade deadline and, and trophy award races. And it's what makes it fun and interesting, but the players really aren't thinking about it as much as we might think. 
Mike, as we've been talking about this trade deadline for, as you mentioned, probably about three months now, I, I think here in St. Louis, we've kind of settled on, okay, they, they probably need a top four defenseman. That That's one thing that we would like to see them. Like, we believe they need that from the outside looking in, at least. I think there are some that would like to see them have a fourth line player added to this lineup. That's a want, though. And then kind of as the pie-in-the-sky pie option, we, we've had this Claude Giroux idea that's, that's been presented to us. And it's like, oh, that, that'd be a lot of fun if they could make that work. What do you think is the ideal trade deadline scenario for this team? Like, forgetting the compensation side, just if you could plop any one, maybe it's multiple players onto this blue team as we get closer to the deadline and you can assume that the money will work. What would it be? It's defense for me. I don't think that there's any need to add firepower to the Blues. I think they've got realistically three lines that you can trust on the ice at any time to be able to give you a boost if needed. And and they've, you know, the blinds have been in a blender all year. Realistically, you haven't seen them settle out into, you know, what their current iteration looks like until just recently. Um, you know, do I think they could add some depth at forward? Possibly, yeah. I mean, like when. Dakota Jackson gets seven minutes a night. You know, like you're thinking, okay, I understandably he's not a regular with the club, but but you do have to worry. Like, hey, are we going to really utilize the fourth line in the way we'd like to? That's one I would think. But that for me, it's D. It really is. You know, I I don't think Jake Wallman is quite ready for playoffs. I mean, Perunovic had a nice stint earlier this year. He's still not back yet. I don't think he's quite at that stage either. And if you can bump Mikula down and put somebody with Pareko, I really think that helps out. And I love Mikula. I love the trajectory of his career. Um, but boy, even against the Rangers the other night, it was a tough night for Mikula and Pareko. Like, I just didn't think they were able to control the game against a team like uh, New York that can control the pace so well, that can snap the puck around on the power play. And that's where I think a shutdown D, and in and, and this day and age, that's just shutdown D. I mean, you need somebody that can still move their feet. But you need somebody with experience. And I think that would really go a long way for the Blues because this is a well-constructed team. They don't need a lot here. They just need a, maybe another a tweak, another piece or two, I think, to get them into that contention uh, bracket for the Stanley Cup again. Mike, I, I've had this uh, strange obsession with one defenseman over the last couple of years, and it's been Jamie Alexiak, who now is with the Seattle Kraken. Of course, I believe you played with them in Dallas for a couple of games do you see any scenario, because I know Alexiak got locked up once Seattle uh, claimed him in the expansion draft, and I think they really like this guy. What's not like to like when you're six foot eight and can do what he does? Do you see a scenario where he could be a guy that the Blues could acquire, and do you feel like he could match the Blues' need? I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't think Alexiak's truly the guy within the for the Blues in my eyes, um, and, and he's got a pretty – Good contract there in in Seattle, uh, with some trade protection to it as well. I mean, his AAV isn't atrocious. You know, I mean, you're looking at four six on a cap hit. Um, I'm just not sure he's got the boots to really go on the back end for the Blues with how they want to play. Would he be able to shut down? Would he be able to play tough minutes? Yeah, absolutely. And I love Jamie Alexiak, but I'm not sure he's really top pair. You know, he can play top four. Realistically, on a really good team, I think Oleksiak's probably in your in your five six. Um, so I'm not sure he's the fit. But I've got my eye on a couple people around the league too. I mean, we've oh, tell me who they are. Yes. Come on, Mike. You know, I can ask you who they that are. That is that is a gift to us yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, listen, I like Nick Laddie a lot. I think he's someone that at the end of his 
you know, contract. It's a big hit. It's at five, five, but I, I think he'd be a really good pickup. Okay. Somebody who does have a lot of experience, um, that's still only 30 years old. It feels like Nick Letty should be 35 years old. He's not, he's logged a lot of miles, but you know, he's finishing up in Detroit on this contract. He's a, he's an unrestricted free agent. Like I don't think he's going to cost a lot and he provide really steady defense, I believe. So he's one person that I think could happen there. I mean, with the blues, it's an attractive market. So I think Giordano could even be interested. Um, and to me, that's the type of all around defenseman. You need somebody who can skate. They got to be able to move their feet. Um, and they got to be able to make that first pass. Giordano fits that bill. I like Letty a lot, um, but I'm not sure how they're going to go. You don't know what this market's going to shake out at because everybody's waiting on Sherratt and potentially Chikrin to make their choices or teams to make those choices, Klingberg as well. You mentioned Sherratt. i got to ask you about him because I feel like everybody has a different opinion on who he is as a player right now. Some will say, hey, he's a drag right now, even on Montreal, and his his numbers on the ice are really bad. He's not the same guy that he was when Shea Weber was his defensive pairing. Others will say, well, he's in a really bad situation right now. What do you want the numbers to look like? He's still super physical. He's a guy that can eat 20 minutes a game for you. Where do you come out on Ben Sherratt right now and whether or not he would be a fit with Colton Pareko? I'm, oh, I think he'd be a good fit for Pareko. I do. But I, I'm also, not just because of the numbers, wary, I'm wary of Ben Sherratt. And it's not as much number-based. It's just coming from a really difficult season in Montreal, that admit, it's been better recently under Marty St. Louis. But listen, that, fact, that really sucks the life out of the room when it's been that long of a season. I always have hesitation and concern for bringing in players that have been in losing environments and how that's affected them over the course of the year. And everything I've ever heard is that he's a pro. He'd be able to slot into any locker room, no problem. But that always concerns me. And that's part of the tightrope you walk when you bring in players from teams that aren't contenders. You know, when you're getting rentals, they're coming from bad teams, a lot of them. You know, whoever gets Claude Giroux is going to get a player who's going to produce, but he's coming from a bad situation. You know, how does that play out? How do you integrate back into a good locker room uh, that's that's used to winning games? So, I mean, I think Sherratt's a good fit. I, I'm, I'd be kind of surprised if the Blues could pull it off, though, because there's going to be so many teams interested in that player that it's going to make it difficult. It's going to have to be a pretty big bid. And that's where I think those second-tier defensemen, um, you know, like the Lettys of the world that I mentioned, are probably more likely to be a fit for the Blues and probably somebody who doesn't have a lot of term left on their contract. Alex, he, he's saying he likes Justin Braun. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing be a good he likes, fit, too. I'm hearing he likes I mean, Jamie Alexiak. We're going to just go back <laughs> yeah. on the Jamie Alexiak thing because my obsession just can't be uh, taken care of right now. Mike, on the, <laughs> Mike, on the goaltending side, you know, Vili Huso, he had an okay game against the Rangers on Wednesday. How concerned should people be when you've had, what is it now, four consecutive games or three consecutive games, four of his last seven that he's given up three or more goals in? Is that something to be concerned of? No, I I think it's just the natural resetting. I mean, like, you can't go an entire season and post a 940 in the National Hockey League as a goaltender unless your name's Dominic Hasek. And even then, I think he was the highest he ever posted was maybe a 938 or 937 save percentage and that's just through the roof you can't expect that and you know watching Huso play I haven't seen any problem structurally with his game whatsoever I you know I did see 
against the Rangers, he got caught on post integrations um, a couple times, especially Strom's goal where he's attacking the net, but that's going to happen. So I, I don't think that there should be a level of concern here with Huso. I mean, look at Bennington. He's played well his last couple times out after struggling for a bit. This is how things work during the year. And you look at Huso, and he's going to go out and have one or two solid games in a row, and nobody's going to remember the fact that he allowed three, 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 four in against in games. You know, like dude, you could be playing for the Minnesota Wild, who's allowed five and six goals recently. <laughs> I'll take three goals any day for a goalie in the NHL, especially when they faced as much rubber as Huso. I mean, he's he's averaging well over thirty shots a game, thirty two, thirty three shots a game. So, I, I have no concern there at all. He is Mike McKenna. You can check him out over at the Daily Faceoff. Give him a follow on Twitter as well at Mike McKenna fifty six. Mike, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Enjoy your show later on on Sirius XM. We'll talk with you again next week. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, if anybody's looking for something to do, the Blue Note Cup is taking place at Centene this weekend. You see some of the best youth hockey in town on the ice. I'll be out there, and uh, it'd be fun to see anyone come out and join us. So. If you're looking for a little youth hockey fix, that's the place to be out at Centene in Maryland Heights. Watch the Blue Note Cup. Heck yeah. Nothing better than to be out here at Centene Community Ice Center. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you as always, man. That's Mike McKenna joining us here on 101 ESPN.